Hello, career competitor. This is Steve Meller, as always here to share with you some powerful conversation and some significant insights into what it means to optimize your career in pursuit of your optimal self. I am excited to be introducing our guest here shortly. But as always, let me draw your attention to careercompetitor.com, where you'll see right at the top of that homepage is a place where you can enter your email and become a part of my monthly subscription, my mid-monthly message, where I am just simply giving you that little nudge in the middle of the month to remember that whatever it was you set out to achieve with all that energy at the outset of the month and what Ever those lofty goals may be at the end of the month that you're not going to lose sight of that journey in between. Become a part of my community today. Head to careercompetitor.com, enter your email, and look forward to my next mid-monthly message. Now, let's get right into the show. Hello there, and welcome into this episode of Career Competitor with my guest, Marcus Corleus, who I'm so excited to be welcoming on tons of inspiration and insight coming your way, courtesy of Marcus. But before I give him the introduction he certainly deserves, let me give you a little teaser here of what you can expect from the episode. Firstly, we get into why growth is a game of inches, where we may simply be adding to what is already good. Secondly, we discuss the importance of a community and how it allows you to listen and be heard in ways that support both personal and professional growth. And finally, make sure you stick around to hear about the importance of having clear principles that support the strengthening of your integrity. So these three things and so much more within this awesome episode with Marcus Corleus, and I'm so excited to share this with you and I hope you all enjoy Okay, our career competitor today is a lifelong entrepreneur who has risen to the heights of creating their own nine-figure health supplement company and spends a great deal of their time today creating a community to help high achievers find fulfillment beyond career success. As the founder of Play a Bigger Game, our guest wanted to create a place for like-minded people with a growth-oriented mindset to be uplifted in support of realizing their full potential. So anybody listens to this show regularly will know this is the ideal guest. Having been a guest and contributor on platforms like PBS, Fox News, CNN, and the New York Journal, to name a few, our guest is sharing their message globally on how we can all pursue success while living a life of true integrity. It's my pleasure to be welcoming into Career Competitor, Mr. Marcus Corleus. Marcus, how are we doing, brother? Oh, Steve, doing amazing now that I heard this wonderful introduction. Thank you for that. Thanks for letting me be here. I'm excited to spend this time with you, brother. Me too. And uh, honestly, as we joked before we started recording here, we're going to have a real challenge to keep this to about 35, 40 minutes. But <laughs> I'm in if you are, and, and we're going to go for it, and we're going to make the best of it. But what, one thing with a, a story like yours, Marcus, there's so many different directions to go. I would love to start with what I would call more of a simple question around what this podcast is about. So when I use a term like competitor to you, I'm just curious, through your lens, how do you see yourself as a competitor, if at all? I'd love to hear your definition of how you maybe look at being competitive each and every day. Oh, I love this. I, I don't even think you prepped me for this. It seems like a prepped question, but the truth is when I hear competitor, I think of, uh, I definitely think of myself. And, you know, I used to think of myself as this competitor, like I'm competing against everybody. I'm going to work harder than anybody else. I want to be this. I want to be that. 
that really changed over the last decade. I'm constantly just trying to be a better version of myself. So I'm competing against myself. Who was I yesterday? What was I able to achieve? And if I become a better version of myself today, I know I'll achieve more. That simple one plus one equals two equation works in our lives. And I just want to keep growing and grow by that 1% every day. And I'm going to experience more than I've ever experienced before. Mm, love it. And, and immediately you come in right into our wheelhouse on this show. And, and this term optimal self has become this term that really I came up with through thank you to so many hundreds of guests that have come on and really helped me see that that is the secret to competing. It's what is that optimal self? What is that North Star that we can be pursuing each and every day? Even if we're taking a minute step some days, and even if that distance seems so far away, the effort towards it never goes away. So I'm hearing that from you, but I'm curious, as you've grown, all this individual achievement, business achievement, so many different versions of success through so many different lenses. How hard has it come for you to find these little areas, these these sort of tiny elements of your day? And maybe the maybe I'm wrong to assume that they are tiny. Maybe they are still large. Like I'm curious, how have you found ways to almost consistently be able to do that very notion that you've mentioned here as mm. success has come your way more and more over the years? That's a brilliant question, and there's a lot of compliments hidden in there. So thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm going to give credit here to my to one of my amazing coaches, and this one actually happens to come from my brother, who is one of the most brilliant coaches. And in in this deep talk one day about my growth and and what can I experience in the next year in growth, he reminded me. He said, Marcus, if you're looking for these gigantic leaps in growth in your in your life. I don't know if you're going to find them anymore because I I really, I, I say this with the least amount of ego possible. Like I live a really great life in so many categories. So when you're living an exceptional life, how do you think you're going to make these massive leaps? And, and that expectation probably will cause you some issues. So he goes, what you're really talking about now are these inches, just these inches better. And how this actually came up, we're talking about should... <laughs> should I buy a newer Tesla? And I was driving around a six-year-old Tesla, which was fantastic, still a spectacular car. But of course, in six years, if you know Tesla, they're radically improved and they're, they can go so much further. And when you plug them in, you don't have to plug them in for as long. And while you might look at it and go, come on though, you've already got a Tesla. Like, come on, are, are we just talking about the whipped cream on top? And it's like, yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. Sometimes you have to go, yeah, it's the whipped cream. What's that whipped cream worth to you? And in my life, those inches, that whipping cream can actually equate to something really spectacular because now I might not be walking around at 97 or 98% a day. I'm, I'm functioning at a full 100. How much more could I achieve going at 100 than 97 or 98? It's a lot. Mm. It is. And this is where my passion um, for coaching comes from too, is this notion of no matter where my client may be in their life or in that moment at that time, came from a session with the president just this morning, two-hour session, long session, lots of external processing on his part. But then we find ourselves in these moments where it's just like, what what is that one? Where, where's the gap here? Where's mm. that gap? Because because everything that you're sharing with me right now, if if we just look at the whole piece or the whole puzzle, sorry, it's going to be impossible to find the piece that we need to maybe move first. But what, what might be that one gap? And, and that's what you're talking about. While 
many of our listeners may not be able to relate to the notion of figuring out which Tesla they're going to buy. I will say this notion, I love the metaphor, the whipped cream on top. Like Mm. So much of what we do in life is about how do we create the best circumstances for ourselves? And if we can really start to look at that through this lens of what if things are good? What if things are even great? But there may still be room for some, in your terms, whipped cream there may be still some room for some whipped cream what might that look like in this moment you know i love that and and you're you're so right it's so funny as the words were coming out of my mouth i'm like oh my goodness marcus this is so unrelatable buddy (laughs) uh so let let me let me try uh another way of looking at this so anybody who's going hey in this area of my life i'm living a seven my encouragement to you is don't go oh my goodness i have to hit nine and a half i have, have to hit ten what are the things that's going to help me hit nine and a half or ten I love to speak to those people and go, what would seven and a half look like? Like, how, how much better would your life be if you went from seven to seven and a half? Now, what are the things you could do to get it up that 0.5? And there are many things. And, and it's not, you know, we're not like, oh, I just got to swing for the fences. That has to be a home run. I got to get that nine and a half. No, no, no. Hey, man, that, a single base hit right now will get you to that seven and a half. And there are many ways to get there. So, it's these little improvements that we're talking about and and putting in these habits. And that, I think that's what it's going to boil down to always is, are you putting in the right habits to make sure you are moving to that seven and a half? And, or are you removing the habits mm. that are holding you at seven when you could pull that out of your life and all of a sudden, boom, you're at seven and a half? Yeah. Yeah, there it is, the removal part. And that's that's the part that we never quite consider, right? We always assume we have to add something. We have to add yes. something. And what what might it look like to subtract, to, to remove once in a while? And what I want to do here is just kind of transition to this community that you're creating with this play, play a bigger game. Because I think this, mm. there's an element of community here that ties in so nicely with what we're talking about. Like mm. here you are introducing so many people from, from probably so many different walks of life into this community. Yes. And they all have different definitions for success. They have a different definition for seven out of 10. You know, everyone has a different definition. Tell me a little bit about, let's go to the origin of this first. I'd love to start there. Just tell us a little bit about where this whole notion, this whole idea behind Play a Bigger Game came from, and then we'll dive into some of the details there too. Yeah, absolutely. So I felt called to create this community. I have learned over the last bunch of years as I grow in my own personal growth and looking for that deeper level, the bigger level of success, looking to play that bigger game in my own life. It came down to one major thing. I needed to surround myself with more big thinkers, people playing that bigger game, not necessarily in all aspects of life. And I think that's one of the things I did so wrong for so many years is who is playing the ultimate game? How do I get myself in the room with the Elon Musks and whoever? Hold on. What about looking in deeper and saying, okay, who's playing a big game as a father? Who's playing a big game as a husband? Who's playing a big game in business? Who's playing a big game in faith? And start surrounding yourself by those people. Learn from those people in that aspect. They might have dropped the ball in the other areas. That's okay. There's no judgment here. It's just, hey, you are killing it as a dad. I want to learn from you. I want to be the kind of dad that you are. And that's what you can learn. So 
the play bigger game community is people who want to elevate in whatever area of life, but I'm doing it so selfishly to surround myself by big thinkers who are killing it in different aspects. And then I bring in leaders from, from my circles who are killing it in this or killing it in that. And I bring it in as a guest speaker so that people can go, oh my goodness, this guy's thinking as big as it gets when it comes to health or when it comes to business or when it comes to this. And when we put ourselves in those rooms for long enough and enough times and we do it consistently, we recognize, man, I have to start thinking bigger. I have to start playing bigger. And shocker, what happens? We start playing bigger. We start thinking bigger and life gets better. But I also love what you brought up, the definition of success. I think it is so important that people regular, re, regularly revisit this and write out your definition of success. It is probably not what it was a year ago, and it certainly wasn't what it was 10 years ago, which is when most of us set our definition for success. I realized in the last five years, I started going, oh my goodness, are some of my definitions of success still what I created when I was seven years old? And the answer was yes. And you're like, oh my goodness, you are, you're literally listening to your seven-year-old self coach you going, you're not successful yet because you haven't done this. And you're like, right. I was seven. I was stupid. Come on. <laughs> I love it. And I think for me, this, this okay, there's so much to, 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 to go into here because I, I want to go with the most recent thing you said that this, this notion of you know, even if it's a seven-year-old self, a teenage self, a, a self from a different part of your life, you know, for me, just from a, how that resonates with me, you know, my relationship with money, for instance, it, it mm. so much of it stemmed from my upbringing and coming and looking at that and saying, wow, if I were to be this one day, then I would have made it. Yes. And, and, but that was me looking at through, looking at through this lens that was very circumstantial at the time, very much yeah. set on ideals and beliefs that I was living within. Yes. And as I've become a husband, as I've become a father, as I've gotten my own business, as I've grown my network with this podcast, all this sort of stuff, I never revisited it. I never went back and got comfortable with, well, wait a second, do you still see money the same way you saw money back when you right? were 10, 11, 12 right? years old? Because if you've not taken that time to revisit those sort of thoughts, yes, those are still beliefs. They are embedded and you may not even realize they're down there, but they are deep, deep down there and they are influencing how you see things, how you do things, just how you show up each and every day. Oh. I'm curious within this community, I mean, how much of this conversation is is able to take place? Because even just from the, the sheer idea behind the community, I'm curious, like, what does that look like within the community? What are these conversations, for instance, what do they look like within this community? Oh, I, massive. There's so much value here in what we're talking about, and I love it. Uh, let me start by answering your question that inside the community, all of our community calls and, and really everything that we do is led and supported by love and respect. That's our secret sauce in this community. You know, I've been to a lot of masterminds. I've been in a lot of these kinds of amazing groups with incredible people who've done incredible things. But I've never found a community that was number one, focused on love and respect. And what's so incredible when we're getting together on these community calls and you come from that place, oh, it's so supportive. It's so encouraging. And people aren't used to it. Communities mm. don't li like this don't really exist anymore. So people, when they're in there are just, oh my goodness, this is like a beautiful hot tub. I just want to stay in here for <laughs> as long as I'm allowed. 
But but when you talk about money, uh, my close friend Scott Donnell, uh, owner of Gravy Stack, he's done some amazing things. He said recently something so brilliant. He said we talk about all these traumas in our life, especially you know we're growing up. I had this trauma. I had this trauma. I had this trauma. His argument, and I fully agree, is that money has created the most traumatic fragments in our mind and have set us on a path like no other trauma. And it, when you really think about that, you're like, holy smokes, you're right. Money was the number one conversation growing up. Money was the number one thing that I got to see. If you had none, you were in pain. You were in stress. You were arguing all the time. If you had some, you were happy. You got nicer things. You went on nicer trips. That Just seeing those two things messes, messes us oh, up. Yeah. But being around a situation where parents are fighting over my, and guess what? Number one source of arguments, yep. but also the stress that it caused, what it, what you thought you saw, all this trauma that you have built up has created this picture of money to you. And we have to explore that. We have to talk about that. Just even you and I talking about it right now makes us go, oh my goodness, that's so right. So how many of my assumptions about money, how many thoughts about money are based on this and seeing my mom, seeing my dad do this? And when we can at least out it, now we can say, do I want to keep that? Is that serving me? Is it serving me still? Maybe it served me growing up because I was such a cheapskate and I saved every penny I could and I've and it's put systems into my life. But does it save me? Does it serve me today? And a lot of the time, the answer is not even close. You know, my wife and I, we have to call each other on this stuff. You know, we're doing pretty well in life. God's blessed us with some incredible stuff and incredible financially. But there's still times when we when we catch ourselves going, oh my goodness, are you still hoarding the way you did when we had not a penny to our names? Right. And, and we do, we have to call ourselves on this. So it's a beautiful thing to be on a journey with another person who is going to call you on this stuff and go, hey, do you want to change that story? Yeah. What's, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is what's served me to certain points can now limit me. You know, and I think that is such an important insight, you know, for anybody listening is to be able to take that time and make that space to say, listen, I'm at this point now. Is there, is there anything I need to go back and just check in on in terms of yeah. it served me to this point? Yes. Will it continue to serve me now? Yes. And, and golly, that is so important. And, and the position, the power, sorry, that a community can play in that because people can now hear you maybe speaking through a lens that you yourself don't realize that you have some sort of prejudice towards or yeah. you have some issue with or whatever it might be. And now people are hearing you work through this and you're like, hey, by the way, knock, knock, you have a bad relationship with this particular topic. You have something to figure out and work through and we can all hear it and we're all here to support you, you know? And like that, that is so powerful. Like money can't buy that kind of support, man. Like no. that is just so integral. Oh, beautiful, brother. Hey, I got to tell you, you, I can already tell, you are an exceptional coach. Anyone listening to this, it. if you're like, hey, <laughs> I've been thinking about working with Steve, work with Steve. I've been around great coaches. This is a great coach. He he listens, he dissects, he rephrases, and he puts it to people very simply so everybody can understand. And I'm talking about myself, by the way. I am that person who's like, hey, can, can we boil this down to a simpler way for me to understand? And Steve, you do that so beautifully. And I want to highlight something that you just said. You, 
This is where a community is so helpful to go, hey, I'm just, I want to tell you what I'm hearing out of you. And this isn't just about money. This is in so many different aspects of our life where I see it so often being around high achievers. We got to this place in our lives where we've experienced some great success in a certain field. And often when it's work and work ethic, I'll do whatever it takes. You need me to work Saturday and Sunday, 12 hours, I'll do it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful work ethic. And it got you somewhere. But now we have to sit back and go, okay, is that work ethic, that exact way of doing things still serving you today? And so often the answer is no, it's not. It's serving mm -hmm. you financially, but how is that doing for your marriage and your relationship with your children? Often it's destroying it because, hey, if you're not there, if you are that focused on work, chances are your focus is being a businessman. And it's something I love asking parents, especially men in this field. Are you a businessman who has a family or are you a family man who has a business? Mm. There's Oof. a really big distinction. Right? <laughs> so yeah. that's that, that shift that you have to go, oh my goodness, no, I, I want a relationship with my family. Okay. Then mm. what needs to come first? Yeah. Well, thank you. Firstly, I, your, your words mean a lot to me for you to acknowledge my coaching ability. But at the same time, this everything that you're talking about here is it goes back to these foundations of the love and respect. And, and you know, if the community is built on love and respect, the quality of the the, the role that the, the community can play immediately increases. Like it goes up immediately yes. when you build principles and a foundation like that. But something that has to also be acknowledged here too is that both love and respect, it's, it's two directional. It's not one directional. It's it's both given, but it's also earned. Like it, it, so and that is such a valuable part of community for anyone listening. Again, sure, surround yourself with people. Sure, even ask for favors and insights and all this kind of thing. But when was the last time you gave back to them what they may be you may be asking of them? You know, like those little elements of community are absolutely crucial. I'm hearing that just in abundance. And gosh, so many different directions we can go here. But where I really want to go now is just to talk a little bit more about really how we got to here and how you got to the point where you were positioning yourself to to implement and create Play A Bigger Game. I know you come from this entrepreneurship background. You you did so in such incredibly successful ways within your particular industry there of, of healthcare supplements. Talk to me a little bit about why it was that you got into the game that you got into, your first game, your first entre entrepreneurship journey. Talk to us a little bit about where that origin story began and maybe why it started and, and what it's you know what you've learned from it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a mindset guy. And I'm, I want to start by saying my backstory, uh, I own it. I love it. But man, there's some, there's some dark times back there. Uh, sure. We grew up really poor. And so talking about trauma with finances, yep, I got lots of that. Uh, trauma with how I looked, man, my brain still doesn't quite accept how I look today because as I was growing up uh, with a single mom, uh, my body got really messed up. Uh, and I had this massive growth spurt. I ended up six foot four at 120 pounds. Wow. It was a mess. And so still, when I look in the mirror, sometimes my brain is going, ah, you're still so skinny. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm, I'm like almost 100 pounds heavier than that now. That's, right. how, that's how messed up and thin that was. But we, we have choice of who we want to be. And I, mm -hmm. it's my favorite thing to encourage people with. 
You have so much choice. You have so much power. You are the co-creator of your life. Just take control of it and recognize how much control. Once you recognize how much control you have, you can start making the choices every single day to become a better version of yourself, to play a bigger game in life. And it truly is that simple. Now, will the path be easy? Of course not. But you know what else isn't easy? Living in mediocrity, living in the pain of being like everybody else, going with the flow, living from paycheck to paycheck. That is not easy. So if I'm going to have a hard road either way, listen, I'm going to choose the one where I grow every single day and I freaking love my journey. I am one of those few people who I, I really love my life. Like I love every aspect of it. And if there's things I don't love, I immediately take steps to change it. Now, I truly believe anybody can do what I do. Does it take discipline? Of course. But guess what? Discipline is something people aren't born with. You can mm -hmm. absolutely build discipline. And it will just be one of those, I have to do this stuff every day. And you have to figure out ways to build great habits, to remove bad habits, to reward yourself, to celebrate with yourself, celebrate with others. And one of the best ways to do that is to surround yourself by people who've already done it. Model after them. Success leaves clues. Watch what they're doing. Learn from these people. Put your ego aside and go, I'm going to learn from you. And you watch how quickly your life will change. Whew. Yeah, that's uh, too much of that resonates with me, and and those are the those are the parts that always get me a little emotional because that's that's where that's where I find myself just looking back and just thinking how discipline, how mindset, how all these qualities served me and clearly served you. And I know there's people listening who are listening to that too and being like, "Heck yeah, brother! That you you are you are telling me my story right now, and I appreciate it." And and you know I think that's so important for for more people to hear that that you didn't trip and fall into this place that you're in right now. You know, this was this was planned out, mapped out, worked out, even with failures, even with disappointment, even with adversity. Mm -hmm. uh, it all came with that discipline and that right mindset. And that is something anybody can hear, entrepreneur or not, doesn't really matter what path you're trying to uh, create for yourself or go down. Uh, this is such powerful stuff. And I'm curious as well, you allude to just the, the way in which you've lent on or, or been able to look, sorry, at the, um, the, the proof of success, how people have come before you and you can learn from them what might be one or two people that have really played those massive roles in your life to for you to have learned from for you to have shaped mm. your success um you know from looking at theirs tony robbins radically changed my life when i was 15 years old he had uh <laughs> he had his cassette tapes out back then people might have to google what a cassette tape is uh <laughs> and i came across them and he spoke into my soul and he, he used a lot of words that I'm using with you guys right now, this idea of choice. And if you want a better life, you can make the decision right now to make choices to have a better life. And now you have to start putting in that work every single day. If you do these things consistently. And when I would hear that, I am one of those guys, I'm a firm believer in consistency. And that was something I was just, I saw early on because I heard these things and I'm like, wow, you know what? If someone did this stuff every day, you know, did the workouts every day, did the eating right every day, did the gratitude every day, done it, boom, boom, boom. If they did it every day, yeah, their lives would change radically. But I don't see a lot of people doing it every single day. So you know what? I'll just be that guy. I want to be the test subject. I want to be the guy who says, I did it every single day. Now, 
Do I miss a day here and there? Of course. But you know what I do differently? I give myself some mercy and I hold on to zero guilt. None of this crap about, ah, Marcus, you're such a useless blah, blah, blah. All these words that are, are just so negative and hold us back. I go, yeah, I screwed up one day. That's okay. We can all take a day off. No problem. Back on the horse tomorrow. And then I do it and I stick to it. And you do these things consistently. How long do you think you'd have to work out before you saw great results from working out? And not enough people just set that idea. They go, well, I don't know. You know, the social media says like six or seven days and I should be ripped. And it's like, okay, does that sound right to you? Like, (laughs) let's get into reality here. If you worked out every day for three months, do you think you'd see a difference? Of course you would. You wouldn't even have to be working out properly and you'd see a difference in three months. Now, what if you did work out properly? And then what if you took that three months and you saw how great it was? You said, wow, I'm killing it. I love what I'm feeling. I love what I'm seeing. I'm going to keep going. And you did another three months. How much more could your life change? And do you think it's just your body that's going to change? Of course not. It's going to be everything in your life. That's why I love fitness, because it gives you so much clarity, gives you so much energy, gives you so much perspective and discipline. And if I know I can do this, then I can also do this, this, and this in my life. And if I do all of these things, I will be a different person tomorrow. Everything that you're talking about here is that you're pulling from the personal and applying it in the professional. And this is, the, and I was going to ask you while, earlier, but I feel like you're almost answering the question for me is this notion of why people tend to live in the mediocrity, why we get comfortable in the mediocrity. And a lot of the time, it's that gap of be, being unable to see that what if we just work on ourselves first and foremost? Stop focusing on this career, stop focusing on all these distractions, what the person next door has, all this kind of stuff. What if yeah. we were just to win the game? internally going all the way back to the very beginning when you shared your definition of what competitiveness looks like how do we win the game internally first and what will that then do for us to start winning the game externally and i'm just hearing that in abundance because again for you to say i just this is why i love fitness this is why i love exercise i'm we're we're one of the same in that regard It, it is last year i set a goal for myself to work out every single day for a minimum of 30 minutes and the only reason i did it is i was curious I was curious is if I do that, how will everything else fall into place around me? And you know what happened? All the skills, all the traits, all the qualities required to find 30 minutes in my day. It turns out those are all the same habits that allow me to be a successful entrepreneur, successful father, successful husband. It's all the same stuff, folks. And that was just a 30-minute goal daily. That was it. 30 minutes of 24 hours. Yes. And that's what we're talking about here, Marcus, is you being able to stop and say, how do I practice the muscle that is, for instance, discipline? And how do I then take that practice into other parts of my life? Oh, you are so nailing it. So yes, it absolutely impacts our whole life. But one of the other things you just said is one of my favorite principles to explain to people. If we think about all of these things like muscles, and no matter what you're doing or what you haven't done, you haven't exercised your discipline, you haven't been a good enough parent or a good enough uh, spouse or whatever it is, these are just muscles. And you can start working them out today. And guess what? Tomorrow, they will be a little bit stronger and stronger again and stronger again. And the other thing that you said that I love, what if the world was actually this easy? What if Mm. all of it just boiled down to like four or five key little principles right across the board? 
None of us want to believe that. No, no, no. It's it's it has to be more complicated than that. And because I know it's more complicated, I won't even start on the journey. Listen to what Steve just said. You take this one principle, you change this one thing, and you go, okay, I'm just gonna see what this is. Just test it out. You've got a hypothesis. Just go after it. And all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness. It did translate into everything I do. And you take what you learned here, you apply it here and here and here, and you go, this is easier than everybody makes it sound. And stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Stop comparing yourself to the people on social media who knows what's right and wrong. It's it's mostly lies. Don't keep watching the news, which brings you down. Just focus on you. And when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's the exact same thing. We immediately take this small business and then we start looking elsewhere, looking outwards. And we start, ah, the stresses. Oh my goodness, did you hear the news? How's that going to impact my business? Ah, these people on social media, we're only doing it for 24 hours and they're way bigger than me. What if none of that mattered? What if it's, again, just like, I'm going to look in the mirror. What can this guy do better for his clients? What can I do better for the people around me? How can I better serve them? You watch how quickly that grows into something so beautiful. Well, I just appreciate the fact that you're confirming so much about how I built my business. That makes you feel so good just knowing that I, because again, it's just so funny listening to you as you speak. And I just reflect on all these conversations I had when I started my business and people would start sentences with, this is how you build a coaching business. And I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. You're, you're telling me there's a right way and a, that there's a there's an immediate right one right way and one wrong way. That's it. You're, that's what you're telling me. That's the that's the room we're playing with. And, and again, it's just this like absolute mindset of just like right versus wrong, black versus white. Yes. And if we get so caught up in that, that can serve us at certain points of our life. But mm-hmm. a lot of the time, that is why we don't start. That is yes. why we get stuck. Yes. you know, we because we're so we want to know like is it the right way or the wrong way? It's like well. So much of what you're talking about here, these principles you use, I love how you use the word hypothesis. It's like, I, I am a graduate, annual graduate of the School of Trial and Error. Yeah. I graduate every single year from the School of Trial and Error. And, and for me, that desire to learn and apply and learn and apply and repeat and rinse and all this kind of stuff, that, that is where we grow. That is how we grow. And, and that is how we start to figure out this whole personal development, personal investment thing too, is because we're the one that's doing it. We're the one resourcing the information. And that's fun. That's fun to do that work. Like that work is so much fun. So I, I'm curious before, before, I can't believe we're already up. At, I told you we fly through this 35 minutes. I mean, we, I, <laughs> I, I just we blinked and it's in. over. It's insane. It's insane. But I, I'm just curious. I'd love for you to maybe just leave some of your principles for our listeners. I think this could be really powerful, just sort of opportunity for you to teach here. Just say like, listen, if you were to consider maybe four or five principles that have served you, yes. And maybe our listeners could look at that and say, well, two or three of those don't apply here, yeah. but I, I certainly could look at one or two. What might four or five of your principles look like, Marcus? I love it. I, and I, I hate to do a, a blatant plug here, but I got to tell you guys, plug by away. the time plug you away. hear this, <laughs> my book, Play a Bigger Game, will be available for pre-purchase. I'm telling you, I've written all of these principles that have gotten me where I am. And what's beautiful about this book is there's constant challenges, constant. It's it's put the book down and challenge yourself right now. Write this down. Do this for the next 24 hours. Try this for the next 48 hours. You don't have to do all of them. And you'll do the ones that resonate with you. But here's what I promise you. 
if you try these challenges and actually put effort into them, they will radically change your life. So I'm so excited for people to be able to get the book in their hands. So let me give you a few of those. The first Mm -hmm. one I love talking about, again, it's always choice. Just recognize what's in your power. What if you had so much more power over your life than you realize? If you say, oh no, Marcus, this is out of my hands. This is out of my hands. This is out of my hands. My first question to you is this, is that attitude serving you? To think that you are so out of control, the government's in control of this, my wife is in control of this, I can't control any of this stuff. Is it serving you? How? How is that serving you? Are you getting the results that you want out of your life? And if you can answer that honestly, I know you're going to come to the conclusion, okay, maybe I should have a little bit more control over this stuff. And now, that hypothesis, okay, I do have control. What if I had control? How is that true? If you start looking for that, what you're going to recognize is, oh my goodness, yeah, I get to decide on this stuff. I can make these choices. And what are the things in my control? And what can I do immediately to start changing these things? That's massive. Second, and it's something that Steve and I just came across, just talked about, and I love this. When I encourage Steve, what he's been doing, building his business was right. You need to have those kind of people in your life, that kind of coach. Steve is the guy who will, who will encourage you and go, you're on the right path. You've got to have a community around you because if you don't, guess where Steve might have turned? He might have turned to social media. And just like he said, this guy goes, ah, if you're doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. Oh, no, that's how I am doing it. Everybody on social media is trying to get your attention. They go so hard on the, this is the only way. It killed me. I've been in fitness for 25 years, and it still kills me every time when someone goes, this is the only way to lose weight. If anyone ever tells you there's only one way, (laughs) turn off that channel, unfollow them. It is a lie. There are so many ways. And the worst part about going, this is the only way, is so often I'm doing it a different way. I've gotten exceptional results. Exceptional results. I'm not trying to sell you on anything, by the way. There's no like, so buy my five-day body plan today. Right. It's the only way you're going to get out. No, I have nothing to sell you here other than my lifestyle has been spectacular. So it kills me when people are like, oh, if you're doing cardio, you're so dumb. No, I love cardio. Are you kidding me? Cardio is so good for your heart, so good for your mind. There's a billion reasons why I do cardio in the morning. Don't tell me there's only one way and cardio is not the way. So one more thing I want to give you is get yourself an amazing morning routine. It's Mm. so good for you to have a great morning routine and it's a non-negotiable. You don't break your morning routine. When you do that, when you say, this is what time I'm getting up and I get up at that time. I don't hit the snooze button because I'm a man of integrity. I said, I am going to wake up then and I did. Then you celebrate it. You go, I said I was going to do it and I did it. My yes means yes. My no means no. I am a man of integrity. And then I go get my workout in first thing in the morning. I feel phenomenal. Nothing broke that. I didn't check my email. I didn't check my text messages. Nothing stopped me from going and getting that job done. Celebration number two. I said I was going to do it. I did it. Do you see where I'm going with this? And all of a sudden you put a few of those in every morning and now you're like, I've already conquered my day. 
I'm so a man of my word. I said I was going to do these three things, these five things. I did them. Now, no matter what comes at me today, I'm going to do those two because I said I would. And I will conquer the hardest thing on my schedule every day because that's the kind of man I am. Look at how quickly you turn into somebody who's like, man, I've got a lot of confidence in myself. Why wouldn't you? Hmm. Of course you will have so much more confidence. So now you can walk around a little bit more like this. Yes. Yes, this world is going to bow to my wishes, (laughs) my choices. I am in control. Wow, I went off on a tangent, but I hope you guys felt that. And I hope you feel the love. Yeah, we just got like a five-minute keynote. I'm all about it. I'm like sweating through my 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 shirt and my sweatshirt right now. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Um, but th- th- I want to capture everything that you just said there with this notion of integrity. You know, and and I mentioned it at the outset in your introduction. I know you speak on it publicly. I think, you know, integrity is one of those words where we can either just sort of say like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a woman of integrity. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure. But you're talking about being resourceful towards your own personal definition for integrity. Mm-hmm. You're actually saying like, I'm going to define integrity. I'm going to show the world what integrity looks like. But most importantly, I'm going to show myself. Yes, I'm going to show myself what integrity looks like. I'm going to be able to step out this door in the morning thanks to my morning routine, thanks to my principles, thanks to the way I treated my spouse, my children, whatever it is. All of these things are going to allow me to walk out this door, walk into that first meeting, knowing I am who I tell both myself and the world that I am. And that is a powerful feeling, folks. That is a really powerful feeling. So I, I pray that you were listening to the first 39 minutes of this podcast, but if you weren't and you only caught the last minute, catch that. Catch that part of the podcast in the sense of that is a huge message. That is such powerful insight. And Marcus, again, I, we could go another 40 minutes, I'm sure, but we're going to assume that people's attention spans can only last about 35, 40 minutes, which I'm very, very aware of in the podcasting world. But listen, brother, before I let you go, please tell anyone and everyone where we can learn more about you and everything that you've got going on, especially the book as well. This will be coming out right as the book is, uh, like you said, for pre-sale. So tell us more about all that. Yes. Go grab the book, please. It means so much to me. Plus, if you happen to grab a few copies, go to playbiggergame.com slash book. And what you're going to find is a whole bunch of incentives to buy a few books for your friends and family, including tickets to a massive event that I'm going to put on It's going to be a revolutionary event that will change so many lives. We're going to have amazing speakers to launch the book. The book is amazing. Playbiggergame.com community is amazing. Just come and experience the love. Sign up for the newsletter. We constantly do free workshops. Just come check out a free workshop. Every time people do, they come in and they're just, they love the love. They love the respect. They recognize that it's a place where you can be free. You can come open your kimono. It's all good. There's so much love and respect in this pool. And I, Steve, I just want to say thank you so much for everything you're doing. And as a gift, I want to also say, everybody listening, will you please go give a five-star review to this podcast? It means so much to Steve. Steve works so hard for us, brings in amazing guests, has these incredible conversations. He's doing it for us, to benefit us, to grow us. The least we can do is take two minutes out of our time and go give him a review. And I I appreciate that. I and I'll, I'll send you the I'll send you the check in the mail. When we're done. <laughs> but no, I I really appreciate it, Marcus. I appreciate your time, your insights. Thank you so much. You have a, an outstanding welcome back. Whenever you want, you can come and, and obviously rejoin us in the future. But for now, best of luck with the with the book. I can't wait to read it myself, folks. Go out and grab yourself a copy or three, whatever it is. Marcus, good luck with everything, brother. Thank you again for the time. God bless you, brother. Thank you. 
My thanks again to Marcus for joining us. Oh, I worked up a sweat with that one. It was so much fun having that conversation with Marcus. The time absolutely flew by. And on your way out here, I just want to share this insight courtesy of Marcus that I think is just some fantastic food for thought, which is, could you come up with your four or five principles that are going to ensure that you don't maybe live this life of potential mediocrity? Because you're not listening to this show to figure out mediocrity. You want to be in the high performers. You want to be in that group, what it means to be your optimal self, optimal performance. That's what we're all about on this show. So when you bought the ticket to listen to an episode like this, that is what you were buying on the way in. So on your way out, think about it. What might those four or five principles be to ensure that you have this foundation to truly optimize the life that you're living and the career that you're building for yourself? So some food for thought, courtesy of the fantastic insight from Marcus. And I'm just excited to keep these interviews coming. If this is your first time, make sure you are subscribing on your way out as well. Don't be selfish with this kind of content. Share it with a friend. Who in your circle right now do you know could stand to hear all the messages that came through this conversation? But in the meantime, folks, listen, I appreciate your time, your attention. And I appreciate all the work that you're putting into pursuing your optimal self. And I look forward to doing this all again with you very soon. Bye for now.